You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. I'm also the host of this podcast in conjunction with two wonderful and fabulous co-hosts. You know them. You love them. Let's go ahead and introduce them. Uh, the most tenured member of our GGR staff uh, when it comes to podcasting. Um, he's got his own. He's got two of his own shows. Uh, one is called Post Game, which is our sports-based GGR podcast here, and then the other one is called The Overflow. Uh, his name is MC Brooks. Hey Tumblr, we're back. <laughs> well, you know, back, you, know. <laughs> you know, you know. No, if you know, you know. <laughs> oh, well, I was just welcoming you back, right? <laughs> which I appreciate yeah. very, very much. But like. Oh, if shit. you know, you know. <laughs> oh dear. Is, is it what I is it what I think is yeah, bad they, 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 yeah. yeah, this week they agreed that they would allow certain content back on Tumblr again. Basically the thing that killed Tumblr is <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they've removed that. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that meme of the dude in like the yellow suit, like behind the tree, like rubbing his hands together. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, now we're back. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, nice Adams. Yeah. <laughs> in in co-host seat number two, uh, wonderfully talented visual artist, also blessed with the gift of gab, very knowledgeable in all things comic books, movies, TV, all those wonderful things. So much so that we have nicknamed him the Professor. His name is James Rambo. So. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because, like last week, we pointed this out too that we actually had an actual professor on the podcast. And we did, in fact. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, let's talk about something we haven't talked about in almost a month now. That is She Hulk. I am continually impressed with this show because every time the critics have something to say about it, it's like it's almost prophetic in a way. 
because every episode knows exactly what you've been talking about. And it's crazy because they filmed this months ago. So like when they had the episode with Wong and she's like, yeah, Wong's gonna be on this episode. It's like having Twitter armor for a week. Like she called that shit out. And then like at one point, there was a visual that was showing all the people that had critiques about She-Hulk and it is it mirrors exactly what people are saying on the internet, mm-hmm. like like dead on. Um, they, they continually seem to do this and it's it's really, really smart writing. It shows that they know their audience for better or for worse because honestly, the audience that they're talking about is a bunch of fucking haters. So like they know the haters really, really well. And we talked about Shireen's critiques of this of the first four episodes of the show. I actually feel like the show has found its legs after the first four. I feel like it's gotten yeah. better since their first four. Um, in fact, episode five, because we have a lot to recap. So, I mean, we'll, we'll go over um, kind of roundtable about them. Episode five was the one where we actually saw Titania um, take this, the She-Hulk brand. Like yeah. she, she copyrighted it. And yeah, went to court, yeah. Yeah, uh, they went to court over that. And that was, that was a pretty fun episode as well. Um, and then episode six was the wedding. wedding? The wedding, six okay. Six is the wedding, yeah. The wedding, and that's where she meets Josh, um, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as well. Episode seven was when she went to the abomination retreat with all of uh, his seven soulmates, which <laughs> again, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't the, uh, the Thunderbolts, but that's okay. Um, Cause it was still fun. And like the dude in the porcupine suit, he took off the mask and they were all like throwing up cause he smelled so bad. <laughs> I thought that was, that was, that was pretty funny. It was an interesting dig at like the, the um, incels who were so pissed off about this show. Um, but like all of it is coming together. And like in this last episode, I really enjoyed this last episode a lot. I thought it was really, really well done. We got to see our boy, Maddie. Maddie showed up. <laughs> Um, in, in the greatest possible way. And I really enjoyed the interaction between the two of them. Um, and that's another, if you know, you know, um, (laughs) so like good for both of them because like what we know about poor Matt Murdock, man, let me tell you, his love life has been so fucked up. And then like, he gets, he gets to knock boots with, uh, with Jen Walters, you know, like good for him, man. You know, judging from the the Daredevil show, it's not like he had the shortage of that coming his way. Oh, he did not. No. Player, uh, let's Karen. see, you know, yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, let's, Jesus, how many was it? Good Lord. Now I'm trying to yeah. think, like, because he definitely, it was Electra. He was with Electra. He was with uh, Karen. Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire, yeah. Oh, he got fucking Claire. Yeah. He's got a nice resume, man. Yeah. That's the asking number for himself. of fucking criticisms of the way. Of the many things I thought we were going to hear bitching about, the one I never expected to hear about was, I can't believe Daredevil had sex. Wait, what? That was actually a criticism. Did they not watch the Netflix show? Because dude was was laying pipe in that show. 100% critiques that have popped up. Is I can't... and, And like some people... Some people, a bunch of dudes, are hiding behind. Um, he's a Catholic. Like a Catholic who has banged hold three on. other women I mean, on his show outside I, of marriage. So let's not let's not I, pretend, okay? As someone who went to Catholic school until the age of eighteen, 
it's it's on brand. It's <laughs> very on brand. Very on brand. <laughs> Just blows my fucking mind. He's a, like, nice, ca- he's a nice Catholic boy. He they will find sort of anything to complain about. It's amazing. They're just grasping at straws at this point. Oh yeah, 100%. It's not like there aren't like legitimate things you could critique the show for, but they're just like, hey, the guy on the show had sex. Mm-hmm. Which totally proves the point of the end of the eighth episode. The whole like, first off, Intelligentsia is, it, Rambo, is Intelligentsia something that we've seen in the comics? Um, you know, it's funny. I hear intelligentsia, and I'm like, the coffee people? Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I know you're you're feverishly looking this up, potentially. But like, I don't... Maybe? Probably? Yeah, like, it's... From, from, it's... from what I can see, because I just Googled, um, it is... Oh, yeah. This appears to be, like, a like a meme of, of it, because it's like MODOK is, is the leader of intelligentsia in the comics, yeah, a group composed uh, comprised of some of the greatest, most sinister minds of the earth. Intelligentsia was initially a group formed to exchange information between criminal geniuses. Their principal work together was stealing of different parts of the Library of Alexandria, scattered in Wakanda, Atlantis, and Olympia. Their I fucking love comic books. Their activities <laughs> caused the coming of the Beyonder by using a tachyon ray, and they also healed the Venom symbiote in the aftermath of Secret Wars. Uh, eventually, the intel was betrayed by Doctor Doom and disbanded. But later, when the Hulk returned to Earth and decided to wage war on the planet, Modok and the leader reformulated the team, acting to the defense satellites and channeling cosmic energy through them, which ultimately led to the Hulk's defeat. So, yeah, they first appear in Fall of the Hulk's uh, Alpha Number One in December of 2009, and the most recent appearance was in Into the Iron Man Number Six in. March of 2017. So there could be some ties here because we know that the leader is going to be in Captain America New World Order. Oh, very much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's also um, there's also rumors about Modoc, I believe, being in um Ant-Man 3 also. I keep forgetting, wasn't fucking Modoc well, didn't they do like a Modoc series? Yeah, I they think it was a, a standalone though. I don't an think animated it was connected series, to yeah. anything. Oh, on okay. uh, on Hulu. Which I is... never watched it. It's very is it, funny. It's it worth really, your time. All right, I'll check it out. Okay, awesome. Because yeah. isn't it it's Patton Oswalt stupid. is the voice of MODOK? <laughs> it is absurdly silly. Yeah. And yes, Patton Oswalt is MODOK. Yeah. Um, also, a reminder, there is a universe wherein uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a slow burn, uh, full season transformation uh, from of a scientist into MODOK that was supposed to be Keith David. What Keith, Keith David was going to be Modoc on Agents of <laughs> Shield, which God, like you hear about something, you're like, why would you tell me about this thing I can never have? And yeah, that was going to be a thing. I just well, I wish. one of the many plans just fell through. Yeah, I would have paid good money for that. I um, uh, yes, I'm just I'm really impressed with. <sighs> the bravery in which they're they're telling a story that I didn't think you would see in a comic book series. And that's, I mean, we're seeing like this like toxic masculinity really like that's the main villain of this series, you know, is toxic masculinity. But then also like to bring revenge porn into. Yeah. That was like, 
Wow. Also, like, at the end of the episode, who were the guys with guns there? Like, restraining Walters. Is, is that um, damage control? I would think it's damage control. Uh, I would think that they would be any place that a Hulk is going to be, just as, like, a precaution. Just in case, yeah. Um, or, or um, it's kind of a SWAT thing, uh, or a swatting thing, where, like, a uh, homeboy who's the... Um, the the like uh, um god damn it the electronics magnate i can't remember his, his fucking name but the one, um the one that keeps hitting on jen the one that keeps hitting on jen um just like called in a tip and like set it up so like like yeah. knowing what was going to happen uh yeah. or what was likely to happen just yeah. had him be there yeah, it also could have been whatever the fuck, uh, tree frog or what, what the fuck was that guy's name? Le uh, leapfrog. Leapfrog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I I, I disagree with, with it being leapfrog because he's just too damn stupid. He's not yeah. smart enough to have, have thought that far ahead. Yeah, that's true. I, but man, you want to talk about a tonal shift of that episode? Because it was so fun and light and goofy and like, and then it was just like, boom at the end. I, mean, I was like, wow. Like... I, I saw yeah, it coming because they they wrapped everything up like really nice and neat at the like towards the end and there was still like like ten minutes left and mm -hmm. I'm like oh something's gonna happen here but it was still just like a huge tonal shift it yeah. worked fine it wasn't like poorly executed but like man to go from like the fun of like the trial and like the whole like flirty back and forth between Jen and Matt and like I love that she looked at the what camera you knew, and she's what like you knew it was coming yeah. She was like, she's like, you feeling this too? Because I'm feeling this. Like, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I just had a thought. I just had a thought too. Because um, I'm looking at a review to see if anyone points out if it was anyone specific. And most of the reviews I'm saying that it's just police. So I mean, but I also think that maybe this could be like a version of swatting. Like Intelligentsia preemptively called the police knowing Jen was going to hulk out when she, when that, when they played the video in front of her at that yeah. occasion. Yeah. And like on top of that, for anybody like us who has dealt with this sort of thing, like I don't know if you guys ran into this. I ran into this as a kid, where like I normally will only talk about this in the cold opens, um, but like here you get a deep dive into Mike's psyche and the trauma he dealt with as a child. Um, I have like my mom and I did not have the best relationship, and at various points she would push buttons and purposely egg me on to get me angry and then say that I had an anger problem. Like, if that makes sense. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where like, there's nothing worse than feeling like that. Feeling like you're wrong for feeling the way that you did when somebody was the one that pushed you to it. And I feel like this is the way they're taking this with Jen because they're gonna be like, well, you shouldn't have hulked out. Like, I had an intimate relationship with somebody, they ghosted me and then it turned out that they were doing all of this to do this and make me look like this horrible person. And like use it against me. Also, and like they're gonna be like, you need to control your anger, Jen. Like straight up revenge yep. porn. Yeah, re yeah. At exactly. a at a award ceremony where my family, friends, and coworkers are. Oh yeah. How am I supposed to feel? Should okay, I not I be angry about this? Yeah. On top of that, like, did you catch the language they used to describe how she got her powers? No, oh, that she stole, stole yeah, she stole, stole power right. from the yeah. Hulk. I, yeah. I thought that was an interesting usage of, I mean, like, again, like, they're, they're twisting the words to make her look like the bad guy, but, like, ultimately, like, they're, it's just really fucking layered and really well done. 
Like the fact that like there are people who were shitty and pissed off about the show is really fucking embarrassing because this has been good Marvel TV so far. Trying to find, yeah, there was an interaction I had with a buddy of mine yeah. on Twitter about the show. Yeah. That... I, I, I've enjoyed, because I, I do think these last four, I, like, because one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys uh, was about like how we felt about these last four as compared to the things we heard about the first four and how not good it was or how shallow some of the messaging seemed to be. Um, and I don't know, like, I, th I think for me, I do think these, I think I agree with you, Mike. I think the show has found its footing. And also like, I've just kind of just been having fun with it. Like I kind of oh, yeah. like that I'm like, I can, when the show comes out, like I, I don't have to think too hard about anything that's going to happen in it. Like I, like I, like I don't like. I kind of don't care if Jen has a character arc or not. Like it, I've just been able to just kind of enjoy it for, for yeah. what it is without feeling like because I could. I think some of I do think some of that criticism st has, is stemming from something that we've talked about before, which is people watching this, but only because they want to know how this connects to the other stuff. Yeah, like. What is See, like like I really like, haven't even thought about that. I've just yeah. been enjoying the shit out of the show. Well, that's what I mean because I do think because I do think that's that's where some of the criticism is coming from. Um, like people asking, well, you know, where's Daredevil? Like, oh, well, I'm just only watching for Daredevil. You know, like I'm only I only care about this. You know, are they going to show where Hulk went at the end of what was it, episode one or two, whichever one? Yeah. Like, people who are only watching for for everything else instead of just being able to just kind of enjoy this show for for what it is like it's been funny there's been some some decent action like yeah the cgi has been off at times we've, we've talked about that before especially with uh the fact that uh you know they're trying to do a lot of that stuff during, during in daytime shots which is kind of a bit more difficult but like that aside it's been it's been fun i've just very much enjoyed the 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 humor of it and I've been curious about, yeah, like what, where is, where is She-Hulk going to go, like beyond the show? But I'm also just having a lot of fun with what we've gotten so far. They've also done something really smart with the Hulk. Any movies they've done with the Hulk, the Hulk has a tangible, physical nemesis, right? Like the Abomination, for mm -hmm. example. But in this one. A Hulk now has to fight an idea, a concept, a like, to like a toxic masculinity. I don't, even, I don't even know what you would call that as like the bigger overarching thing. Like a mindset. Like that's the best enemy you can have for a giant, super strong entity is an idea, like mm -hmm. a, a way of life, basically. And like it's it's just really well done. Like I'm I'm really impressed that they're coming up with such a high concept for something like this. And like, again, like not like winking at the camera, but like in a really like awesome, confident way of like, hey, fanboys, check this shit out. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about you dickheads. Like purposefully <laughs> like poking yeah. the bear. And it's just like, and it's so well done too, because like, I just, I've enjoyed every minute of this show and like, we, we talked about it, the one where she hooked up with the, the doctor and like when the other magicians are there and they're in the um, courtroom and they're all doing their shitty magic. Like I yeah. was fucking dying at that. Like <laughs> when she's at the wedding and she's getting drunk and dancing, like she's just like, I mean, she was working it. 
at the at the wedding and I was enjoying every minute. Like you could tell she was having fun. Yeah. And I was having fun too watching them. And like the fight between her and Titania and she knocked out Titania's false fronts. Like that was just fucking yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Busted her ass and beat like beat her teeth in. Like it yeah. was just yeah, like I'm really enjoying everything that we're seeing with this. And I, like no, same. Yeah. Um I love the episode. It, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. I'll, I'll I'll finish this and then you can hop on. I love the episode where she has the guy. I can't remember what his like the immortal man or whatever his name was. Um, and then he was like, he was like, uh, Jen looks at him. She's like, so you pretend to kill yourself instead of actually dealing with your. Oh feelings. yeah, that's <laughs> mature. Like I loved that because it was again, it's another nod at like, wow, this is how shitty men can be. And like, one of the caveats in the lawsuit was just like, you have to make. Uh, eye contact with one of your ex-wives for, for 25 seconds. Yes. He's like, no, 15. Like, <laughs> you you live forever and you can't even like make con eye contact with somebody. Like, right. yeah. 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 Um, I, I do think, as I mentioned earlier, that like, I just think people had like wild expectations for what this show was, what this show was going to be. And because the show is literally not that, they can't appreciate what it is. For, they can't appreciate it being what it is because they just wanted it to be something else. Because I do think some of the other reviews, some of the negative reviews I've read about, I've read about like the last couple episodes, are just about like, oh well, Jen doesn't do anything. She's just kind of there and she's having fun, and that's just kind of the episode. What's wrong with that? But I'm like, yeah, like. Why like why why are we hating fun? <laughs> like it's okay. Like the good thing that like the, the 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 for better or for worse, the one thing you can say about what Marvel has been doing in this phase in particular is they are just doing a bunch of different shit with every new thing that comes out. And not everything has been great, not everything has been the has been peak, you know, their their best, but they're doing different stuff and trying to provide very different types of content which is smart because one, it prevents what you're doing from getting stagnant, but also you can also bring in new people who may not have gotten into the MCU before. And this is something that they might be, that they might be into where like you can watch this on its own without it being connected to anything. But if you, if you have those connections, you can then appreciate Matt Murdock showing up in this episode. You can appreciate abomination showing up or wong you know wong showing up you can appreciate all this other stuff coming up that are that are very clear references to other things that are happening in the mcu such as the reference to a red hulk that we got yeah yes thank you i was just about to bring that up yeah like it's just i like i i pre like i i appreciate the hell out of this out of this show it's been it's been it's been fun so far I think the reference, I'm wondering if the reference to the Red Hulk is going to be what we see in the finale because they have her blood and I feel like they're going to try to create their own Hulk. Wasn't, um, wasn't that, um, wasn't Red Hulk, um, what's his name's character? The, it was uh, Ross. Uh, Ross, yeah. yeah. Ross, yeah. But they could go in a different, they could just go they in could. a different direction here. Not to mention there's a rumor going around about Harrison Ford potentially picking up the mantle. Yeah, Ross. I saw that. I saw that. I had um, not seen that. I, I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised. Because it seems like 
Harrison Ford has learned to be out of the like sci-fi game for a long time. Yeah. I just I like I I don't see it. It, it really just seems like they just picked another old guy. Mhm. Old white who dude. Could, who could, yeah, who yeah. could do it? Not yeah. to mention, not to mention I feel like Marvel would also be really opening a can of worms that they are not prepared to handle if it's like, oh, we can't recast the Chala, but we can definitely give you another Ross. Like, yeah, a much Chala clearly being like kind of a, a much bigger, more important character in like the grander scale of yeah. Marvel too. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't think, you know, they, I mean, Kevin Feige had a whole, had a, did a whole interview recently talking about the whole recast, uh, uh, movement and everything, um, which is which was which was pretty interesting. But yeah, I just I don't I, I don't foresee it. I, I, I don't foresee it. Um, at least not with Harrison Ford. At least if they do no. decide to get another get someone else to play uh, General Ross. I got a I got a, a comic book question, uh, Rambo or uh, MC. If you've read it, I know there is another Hulk. Uh, Amadeus Cho is that is that right? Yeah. Um... That's what I was trying to figure out because I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but like if you, if somebody gave you the name Amadeus as a kid, like I would think I'm like, that's a fucking horrible name. I'm not telling everybody my name is Amadeus. I might come up with a nickname like Josh. <laughs> and I was thinking that maybe like he takes it and he becomes like, that's not the incredible. What do they call that Hulk? Um, Shit. The only thing I can think of is the Credible Hulk, but that's a meme. Um, totally Awesome Hulk is the uh, is the series that he had, uh, and he was a member. He's a member of the Champions. Um, so he's definitely not a villain. He's a hero. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering, if, no, because they wouldn't do that then. I mean, they wouldn't, well, they might, and then make him flip and make him become a hero after he's like, I feel guilty for this or whatever. Um, I don't think, I don't think they would do that though. Yeah. They very clearly made him out. I mean, I feel like there would also be a lot of backlash about the guy behind the revenge porn becoming a hero. Yeah. One, epi that's true. Like one episode later. Yeah, that's true. I can't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. It was more just like that. me trying to figure out like what other Hulk we could see. And I'm thinking that they told us which, what it's going to be because Jen said, you know, it could be a red Hulk. And I feel like it's one I of mean, those things where you're like, eh, it's just a mention and then but, she'll, he'll show up in the ninth. Episode. Well, I, yeah, I think the show is very good at misdirection. So I don't think oh, yeah. they would say that. I don't, I don't feel like they would say it and then actually show us that later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I think that was definitely just supposed to be like, Fun Hey, here's an Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah, do so, wonder will 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 Bruce come back in the finale too, or will I, we I get some information about like kind of where he went? I. Well, wait. Did we talk about? I don't know if we talked about this. I might have talked to Phil about it. Um. The rights, Universal's rights for the Hulk in films, and when they lapse. When do they lapse? End of this year. Yeah. No shit. So, if 
Marvel is, you know, being uh, really on top of things, they could very easily be setting up a oh, Hulk it's, movie. It's actually to, June, June next year. June, June next year. Okay, so, so it will, yeah, a it, World it, War it, Hulk you, movie. Essentially. Well, I mean, like you, I, I would, you, you start yeah. with Planet Hulk and then you move into World War Hulk. And... Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. just imagine they do it like that, though. You can get us a, like, because they could do a TV series, a Planet Hulk TV series leading into mm-hmm. a World War Hulk, uh, a World War Hulk film that they could inevitably announce. Because if you, if you think about it, too, when they, when Kevin showed us, you know, the phase six slate, there were a lot of open slots. Mm-hmm. A lot of, we, we don't know very much outside of Fantastic Four and those two Avengers movies about what's going to fill in those gaps uh, in, in a few years. So that could very well be something that they are just kind of waiting to announce once they know that they're going to get the rights back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it, 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 for me, it, it reads very much like this is is set up for uh when they eventually get the the rights to revert um yeah man overall like i've been really enjoying the show um i thought this last episode was was definitely a high watermark um it certainly doesn't hurt to have daredevil there but uh i don't think it was especially good just because of that i did you know i really enjoyed the uh the legal banter back and forth uh, both yeah. in the courtroom, but also like <laughs> during the fight. Um, I love just seeing the two of them. Like I love seeing Jen's like first team up and how it did not really go good at first, go well first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and like see you know seeing Matt Collar on like you know you could have fucking talked to me when you when I <laughs> when you saw me and then she's like well you know the guy dressed like the devil probably not the good guy he's like well yeah, that, was great, that was a great that was a great yeah um I and like I I love that they 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 were very uh, kind of self referential well you know self referential uh, with uh. With the hallway fight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved that too. Yeah. That then fucking ends abruptly because of Jen. Uh, I don't think we'd seen Matt use the Billy Club yeah. with the retractable uh, yeah. cable that's on it new. in that way. Yeah, that's uh, in a fight, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought the costume looked really fucking good. Yeah. Um, Charlie Cox is always, uh, always yeah. welcome in any of these shows or movies. Um, you know what my favorite yeah. part was about all of that? And it's not even what you guys would think. My favorite part is when they're rescuing, um, crap, what's the designer's name? Uh, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke yeah. Jacobson. They're they're rescuing Luke Jacobson and Matt's just beating the shit out of those guys and he's making all of this legal banter and somebody goes, what are you, a lawyer or something? He goes, no, I just love watching like Law and Order and stuff. No, like, just like a legal procedural fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I thought that was just like, he was so ready for that line and he, as he's beating ass. Like, I just thought that was great. Like, yeah. they really so, like, they, because taking that character from the Netflix series, because the, the Netflix series was dark. Like, not in a mm-hmm. bad way. It was it was good. I mean, it's honestly, to, to, to date, my favorite Marvel franchise that they've done as far as the TV stuff goes. But like they took that same character because he felt exactly the same as he always did, and they lightened him up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he was a little more funny. He was a little more like like it, it was. I thought it was a. I, na- it felt natural. It didn't feel forced. Yeah, 
and and also too you have to you have to imagine that some of that is also because he's on She-Hulk and that his portrayal when we get to Born Again or the Echo series he'll probably be very similar but maybe not as light maybe he'll still have a few, a few more similarities to like the Netf the, the the version that we saw in the in the Netflix series cuz I mean like I personally really liked his portrayal here I liked the the, the humor and the banter all of it all of it was great. Uh, I just think that you know a lot of it is because well he's showing up on a comedy show. Of course, guesting yeah. on a comedy show, he, he's going to be a little bit lighter, a little bit funnier. Um, the Walk of Shame at the end was also particularly funny. Walk <laughs> without his boots on. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking hilarious. Because, because traditionally, Women. when a woman is doing that, yeah. she's been she's been wearing shoes that look cute that are not comfortable. Yeah, and so she does not feel like wearing those things. So she's carrying them. It is literally exclusively about the aesthetic mm -hmm. and not about practicality. And I'm a hundred percent behind it. It was great. It was great. And he wasn't yeah, even like fucking, <laughs> he's not oh, he's not ashamed. That was yeah, what was well, fantastic. He's like he's like fucking Matt yeah. has Matt is no stranger to this. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah he's fucking yeah. whistling. He says hi to the woman walking her dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um when, no, when, I, I, I what's your that, friend's name? Um, Jen's legal assistant oh, slash I friend. I, I, oh, I, I, I don't do remember. Fuck, when she shows up, she's like, did you see... When she was like, did you see the devil guy walking out of here doing the walk of shit? <gasps> like, and the, like, the realization <laughs> that she was the one that banged Daredevil was... Oh, that was great. I... I Yeah, I thought... That, I thought really thought this episode was a, was a high watermark for the show overall. Um, I certainly enjoyed it overall. Uh, I think... If I had to grade it up to this point, I'd give it like a solid B, um, because it's it's not the best of the shows, and it's not um, uh, uh, the best execute. I think that I, I was trying to find it earlier, and I, I I don't know if somebody deleted the, the tweet or I just can't find it, but somebody made a really good point about um, how the show sometimes just gets in its own way. It's trying to be a little too kind of gotcha with a lot of the like internet troll stuff. And it's trying to like be a little too funny in places. So it doesn't have the sort of like natural feel of, um, you know, we're going, you know, this is, this is a comedy show or um, it, it, there's a show called The Other Two on HBO Max. Highly, highly recommend it. Me and Katie have burned through the first two seasons. Uh, third season, hopefully, will start be starting very soon. And it's a series about um, a, you know, Grace and Chance, uh, uh, Justin Bieber style kid who's like, you know, he's a he's a he's a cute little teenager uh, who puts together uh, a little song on YouTube and it blows the fuck up. And so. The show is following him and his Midwestern mom uh, as he becomes more and more successful. But specifically, it's like, but actually, actually they're, they're sort of like the, the subplot. The primary focus of the show is his older brother and sister, who both live in New York. Older brother being a failed actor, well, not a failed actor, but like just an, an unsuccessful actor. Right. Older sister uh, uh, being like a realtor. Uh, for like high-end, uh, uh, like like penthouse-style apartments, uh, who herself is a a, um, a failed dancer, um, and it's a it's 
seeing their lives uh, uh, as unsuccessful artists versus their little brother who through like minimal effort has become absurdly successful. Uh, and that show is one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever seen that also manages to have these moments of like genuine earnest drama um, where, you know, it's there, there aren't jokes where it is, you know, we're going to talk about how this is seriously affecting people. Uh, the, 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 the main thrust of the second season is the sort of, um, it is kind of flipping the script where now because of the little brother, um, who, who is, uh, bless you. Uh, who is referred to as Chase Dreams. Uh, um, because Chase is being so successful, his siblings have been able to kind of parlay that into reinvigoration of their own success. Huh. And so, um, uh, and, and his mom now has like a talk show. Um, and it's, but it's, it's been this focus of like, okay, we're going to keep adding things to mom's plate because they're making everybody else money and she's perfectly willing to do it. So let's keep going. Um, but yeah, and, and that all ends up being like really involved and really intense. And, and um, I say, I like to say like, it doesn't feel forced. And I think there are definitely times on She-Hulk where particularly in the first couple episodes, there are moments where like, you know, it feels like this is now we're going to have an earmarked piece of time to discuss this particular issue. Um, like this is the joke time. The joke time has ended now. Now we're in the drama time. And, you know, like, and it doesn't feel as it doesn't flow as naturally. Um, and I think over the course of the show, it's definitely gotten much better about that, but it's still there. It's still, it's, it's not, uh, uh, it's not quite nailing it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's also important to say, you know what? That's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, the exact right kind of uh, representation or media. Um, it's perfectly fine that it's good and not great. That yeah. it's not, you know, like blowing my mind. Um, so, I think, yeah. I think that's a really good point that you make there is that like, my favorite TV shows of all time are not perfect. The things that I watch, I notice that there's a lot of like, okay, I'll use Friends for an example. Friends is not my favorite, but I still feel that there's a lot of things about Friends that was really, really funny. I also feel that it was a show of its time. I feel like it doesn't hold up to a lot of the current aesthetics and sensibilities that we now as a culture accept. Um, but it, you also have to understand when it was made. It was made in the 90s. And like Ross is a perfect example. Ross, you watch and like oftentimes you're just like, man, this guy's a piece of shit. But then you also take into consideration that he is the, the child of a boomer who probably he's a Gen Xer and like have probably had to deal with a lot of like not trauma. Oh, yeah, trauma. Because like he even talks about how his dad treated him like shit at multiple times and was like, my son's not going to do this because that's what girls do. I mean, shit like that. That yeah. That's what makes this show real to me. Um, now, granted, we can turn the whole like, you know, well, it was really, you know, like if you really want to see friends, you should watch Living Single because they did it first. 
um, which is also a great show. But like all, yeah, right. (laughs) All of these shows, they they have good qualities about them, and there's going to be things that are wrong with them as well. You know, Um, same thing with Seinfeld. Like I, I tried to rewatch Seinfeld Rambo. I think you were the one that said you had gone all the way through it and rewatched the whole thing. I couldn't watch it anymore. Like there were still things that were funny about it, but like their whole like nihilistic attitude and like being very like self-centered just didn't sit right with me in a rewatch for whatever reason. Terrible people. Yes, and it, and I couldn't I couldn't abide it anymore. And like with She-Hulk, it's fun. It's got something to say. And whether it's perfect or not, I don't think that that's the important part. I think that it has something to say is the most important part. And it's got a soul. And like that that's the important part to me. It, this is not like there's so much content out there that is soulless in my opinion where it's just like shiny glossy watch it enjoy it music's like this sometimes too and like you can still enjoy those things but like i feel like i give a free not a free pass but like i i overlook a lot of the things that like are the um structural errors or issues with the story that she hulk is trying to tell because i feel like the bigger message message that it's trying to convey is more important yeah i I mean, there's nothing wrong with that too. Yeah. I think, I think for me, really, is just um, does what they're like. Do I do I get taken out of the story, getting being immersed in the story with the stuff that's not so great? And I think for me, I don't. So I, I think for most people, if you don't get taken out of the story, it's very easy to kind of bypass a lot of the errors and things that may not be particularly great. Um, but that might not be the case for everyone with this show. Um, you know, I think. Uh, so the, the, like the more I think about it, yeah, there, there's there are times, yeah, the show definitely has gotten its own gotten in its own way with its storytelling or the way that it's framed uh, certain characters and whatnot. But you know, overall, I'm I'm liking it. It hasn't taken me out of it, but it may have taken someone else out, and that could be you know maybe why She-Hulk is getting is getting some of the reaction to it that it's gotten. Yeah, I think there's something to that because it's 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 not dissimilar from you know the Last Jedi in that it's so much of the, the criticism is nonsense. So much of it is reactionary bullshit. Um, and it's not it's not critiquing the actual work. Yeah. It's critiquing um, uh, uh, aspects of the production that they don't like. I, it's it's their their own their own personal like bigotries and shit coming through. And She-Hulk is absolutely a show that is getting a lot of that same sort of like, I'm mad at this because girls are the focus. Like women are the 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 leads and they're talking about feminist shit. So that makes me angry. Yeah. And so like that's that's not a that's not a valid criticism. Um, but I think because of that, because you have this huge uh uh like wave of nonsense, um like the more legitimate critiques and the more nuanced, especially, um, get shouted down, end up getting yeah. like lost in that sort of um, that that uh, uh, that scream of, of fucking idiocy. Um, and again, like I don't, I haven't run into any issues where it's like this is a deal breaker, this is a major problem. It's just like it's it's very close to being. Uh, uh, really 
effective and and really impressive and it's falling just a little short for me um but again like it doesn't need to be and it doesn't need to be exactly what i want it to be either yeah um i just wish that like there was a better balance of the show overall between those first couple episodes and more recent ones. I'm really curious to see what this ending is going to look like and what they're, and where they're going to go with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've definitely enjoyed it overall and I'm, I'm excited to see this ending. Uh, I liked especially the way that they used the, that last fourth wall break because it's, like her expression is this great combination of like fear and anger and confusion and it up to that point every one of those uh, uh those audience acknowledgments had been about a joke had been about doing something funny uh and like sharing something like silly with the audience and that last shot is is doing it's doing the same kind of thing only now it's almost like a cry for help mm. um there's a there's a, a a real sense of vulnerability that you get from jen in that last moment um and i think that it was it's a big fucking swing to not just have these you know intelligentsia be the bad guys in this particular way but have them be uh like you know it, it, it's it's so funny that it's you know like oh well they want to kill she all well yeah of course like they're they're super villains you know whatever but then you add the like re the revenge porn element of it you add like that sexual element to it and it becomes like oh this isn't this isn't just malice. Mm -hmm. This is cruelty yeah. in a a way that you know we don't often see uh, portrayed in media in general, but certainly not in superhero media. Um, that is that is fucking wild. That is a a a really. Um, really unexpected uh, uh, way to showcase like just how evil uh, this particular group is and these particular uh, uh, this particular group of men are um, mm -hmm. because that's that's not something it's it's up there with like when uh, the, the the multiple times we've had uh, villainous characters be like whoa, whoa, whoa I'm no I'm no racist or I'm no Nazi uh, where like, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll kill a child, but <laughs> like, I'm still an American murderer. Oh, the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't there a Joker quote like that? There's like a, that? there's yeah. a, uh, there's a, a Batman, uh, Captain America crossover where the Joker was working with the Red Skull and he thought that like, I don't know if he hadn't seen the costume up to that point or if he, uh, uh, just thought it was ironic, but he basically, he like puts two and two together he's like wait a minute you're an actual nazi what the fuck no i <laughs> like i'm no traitor <laughs> like there's there you know there's there's a line even for him i mean and it's 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 no different than uh eddie valentine 
in the Rocketeer movie. Fuck, and it's I was like, just about to say that. I, I love might that be a scene. criminal, but I'm an American. I ain't uh, no Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are, you know, there there are certain established lines that won't be crossed, and um, and when you have a character or characters break that line or, or, or cross those lines or, or, or break those taboos, it does stand out and it does end up being more powerful. Um, it, it, Mark Miller. Mark Miller loves to show just how bad somebody is by having them rape someone. And yeah, that definitely gets the job done but it also has fundamentally changed the kind of story we're interacting with and it is kind of odd that you know as as fans of of sci-fi and fantasy and things that we're uh and fiction in general that we're okay with violence we're okay with uh, uh murder and uh you know uh, and and um, all these terrible things, but sexual violence is is a bridge too far. Um, but that's the way it is. That is the way of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you 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 have certain expectations or, or certain limits for what you think is okay for a villain to do, um, and bigotry and sexual violence tend to be two that that cross that line in a way that. Um, goes from villainous to absolutely reprehensible. Um, there's no defending those things. Um, and so, yeah, I think I am most impressed by the the nerve of the show and of the MCU to to be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna address this and we're gonna talk about this very directly. Um, also, a point that uh, uh, was made earlier about you know the way that they've been able to sort of preemptively know like what kind of reactions were going to come up and and what kind of criticisms. They're just so fucking predictable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like your shit is not original it's not unexpected it's not like no one's bugged your apartment uh or it's like and my one yeah. of my favorites recently was the the uh the whole thing about like oh the the intelligentsia mask is based on doomcock and it's like no it's just it's a mask it's <laughs> probably more likely based on like anonymous uh but those kind of but but you know what yeah, that's how unoriginal you are. Mm -hmm. That's how much, how little thought is put into the things you do. Um, respect on Dr. Victor Von Dr. Doomcock's Victor Von Doomcock. Pardon. Fuck that guy. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> PhD, MD, DDS. Um, POS. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that that's the thing that's been so funny to me is is hearing them like, oh, well, they're, they're talking about us. It's like, they're talking about a kind of thing and yeah you fall yeah. squarely in that camp yep. what does that say about you yep. as prince um, famously said if the bra fits the... <laughs> yeah i uh i'm really excited to see the ending of this and see see what they're gonna do and i'm really excited to see more of jen and, and more of she hulk and 
uh, in the MCU overall. So, yeah, if, if you yeah. had a guess as to what's next for her, what do, you, what do you think? Is it Avengers? Is it more like, are we going to get a season two of, you know, her just operating? I think we're likely to get a second season. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so the show being, it's not just She-Hulk, but it's She-Hulk attorney at law. Jen's, her identity is public. How do you think they're going to try? Like, do you think they're even going to try to address, like, the property damage she does? Or, like, the personal liability shit she's involving herself in? Like, in this episode in particular, she's just, like, picking up cars and throwing them at people. She destroys I'm, the entire top of a... I got a, a feeling that she's... I, I, wasn't gonna lie. I, was, I was like, I was like, huh, she just did that with no hesitation, knowing <laughs> <laughs> the ramifications of it. Yeah, I got a feeling that she's going to be out with JKLNH, I think it's the name of the law firm that she works for. I think they're done with her after this um, season. And that, like... I, see, I don't know, man. Like, I was thinking, I was like, is she going to go work with... Uh, with Foggy and with um, Matt, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't think so. Do that? No, uh, like, I don't think so. I also don't know her comic history as far as where she goes, as far as law firms are concerned. I, but like, I think it's that one, the one she's at now, if I remember correctly. I think what, she I, what, had, I, what I, mean, I know of her. I think she would kind of have to be an Avenger because, like, the only way that we, they could do this, like, if we're following canon, which you know, canon's pretty flexible with the MCU, is that like um, you've got to have damage control. Like taking care of this sort of thing because like she yeah she literally destroyed that parking garage and just chucked a yeah. car at matt murdoch like just no regard whatsoever just pick like can you imagine <laughs> coming out of work and being like ah oh, what a fucking day and the parking garage is gone and your car was used to be to as a projectile weapon towards daredevil and you're like how the fuck am i supposed to get home now like <laughs> Like, like it's it's the it's the beginning of the Incredibles, but there's no question as to the liability. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, uh, I've been meaning to talk about this fun fact. Uh, GLK and H, Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. Do y'all know who the first three are references to? Mm-hmm. Um. Goodman is the guy who used to run Marvel back in the day. Yeah. Because then I, I recognize I recognize the name immediately. Um Martin Goodman was the original creator of Timely Comics. Okay. And then you said what was the second one? Uh Lieber. Uh fuck. Um God. Yes. Um Stanley. Yeah. It's, Stan, it's Stanley's yeah, Stan given Lee. name. Yeah. Kurtzberg. Oh, Come that's on, Kirby. That's Jack Kirby, real yep. name, yeah. And Holloway is just Holden Holloway, yeah. Yep. yep. So it's it's basically the three fathers of Marvel, uh, and Holden Holloway. That's that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't realize that. Like, and like that that's another thing that like this show has done well is like the Easter eggs are just like there's there's so many, like yeah. I, I didn't realize they were doing QR codes. Yeah. One popped up in this episode. I, I I haven't checked it. But it makes me like, oh shit, have they been doing this the entire time? I kinda wanna I, I know they did in the first two episodes. I yeah. didn't I didn't really check for them in, in uh three through uh, this one. Because uh, 
<laughs> I, was, I just read the meme that I uh, said. <laughs> it's a there, there's a meme that uses the um, the characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, but with um, with uh, a daredevil, and we we talked about it before about like. Uh, old, it's just, old, old daredevil just like you know oh he's catholic he's not supposed to do that and he doesn't care okay so i, I actually have a list of all the qr codes from the episodes oh, yeah. the one from this okay. episode the one from this episode is a free copy of she hulk number nine from 2014 which oh, wow. is jen and matt you know facing off in the courtroom uh number from episode seven is Tales to Astonish from 1959. Tales to Astonish number 48. Um, this comic introduces the porcupine who grapples with Ant-Man and the wasp and injures the latter. The same character featured in the episode during the therapy session at Emil Blonsky's retreat. Then oh, episode crazy. 6 QR code is the West Coast Avengers number 46 from 1985, which Mr. Immortal makes his debut. There you go. And episode five is uh, She-Hulk number 10 from 2004, where she faces off against Titania. It's basically, yeah, it's basically a, a big fight with her and Titania. Nice. They don't really explain Titania at all, like where she got her powers or anything like that. And that's fine. That's, and, and honestly, like, I feel like that's un, like, like one of the bigger failings in the show is they set up Titania so, so early and then there's this kind of like slow build to, to the, the episode with her. And then you get it and it's sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then she just also seemed like she was going to be featured a bit more in yeah. this series yeah. than she has been. Like the way that they were talking about Jamila Jamil, like being part of it for the marketing and everything. Like it made it seem like, oh, like she's, this isn't going to be like a, like a one to two episode villain. Like she's going to, like, this is her big bat that you're going to be facing off against. And yeah. not really. No, yeah. they they kind of banked off of her star power, which yeah, I mean, well, it's fine. But. Well, not and not only that too, but even Jamila Jamil in an interview said that they were like they had plans for Titania like beyond this show. So like that also begs the question of well, what are like if there are then episode nine must really do some legwork in terms of helping to set up, you know, whatever is coming next. If uh, if she if the actor herself is publicly saying that they are there's more in the works beyond what just what was done for this show yeah i don't know man yeah i mean it's i guess we'll see we shall see either way um it's entertaining i'm enjoying it i mean like there there really hasn't been in a marvel series that's come out yet that i haven't enjoyed i mean i've, I've enjoyed all of them yeah some, better, some more than others. But yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I was really excited about What If at first and then What If kind of lost some steam and like it was all right. Like the last episode that they had where you had the um, the Guardians of the Multiverse was was okay. I mean, again, it's fine. It's fun. Like that that's the big thing is like I, all of these have just been like a fun ride for the most mm -hmm. part. And like this one's different. I'm really interested to see what Werewolf by Night has to has to do. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Based off of what Rambo um, has told us, like it's it's fun, so it'll be it'll be interesting. And like, I just I like that we're getting, and and I don't mean diversity in the standard sense as far as like 
representation. We're getting that too, though. But like, I like the diversity of story. I like that we're getting different storytelling styles. Yes, I like that we're getting absolutely. like different like properties. It's not just all Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and like the Hulk. Like we're getting a lot of different characters. And like, yeah, I think that we might have to. It might be fun to do this the next time we uh, we circle back and do another podcast, uh, gents. Is I would like to rank just from from. Like, hey, what are the ones that you've liked the most so far? What have been your absolute favorites? And just kind of go through that list. I think that would for be just phase fun. four for just this. No, I'm phase? just talking about just like it, the Marvel stuff that's come out since the streaming services have been a thing. Because oh, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, so just yeah. phase four. Just, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. no, I was going to yeah. include the Netflix stuff too. Is that considered phase four? Or are they not even counting that as canon anymore? Oh, you mean streaming like from Netflix? Anything now. that is Marvel, like I'm going to include the Punisher stuff, the Daredevil stuff, oh, okay. um, the Jessica Jones stuff, the um, Iron Fist, um, and then the uh, the Defenders. Like I would, I would say we include all of those. Okay. In this so just right, so just the TV shows, basically not the movies, just any Marvel yeah. TV show. Yeah, okay. the TV yeah. shows, and we can do the movies at some other point as well. Like, do you, is it even fair to include the the Netflix stuff, or should we just do the 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 stuff that's been on Disney Plus? I mean, I, I would say it's fair to do all of it because I mean, there's still a lot to there's still a lot to pull from. Because it's not even just the Netflix stuff. You still had like Runaways on Hulu. Um, you had the 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 X Men show um, with Legion and The Gifted. Shit, I still haven't watched those. <laughs> um, God, this um, what's the uh, I can't think of. Um, there was another one too that I think it was also on Hulu as well. Yeah, I mean, they there there were a number of, there were a number of us. I mean, Agents of Shield. Agent Carter, I mean, yeah. you have, you can, yeah, it'd be, it might be kind of fun to kind of see where they all rank uh, in terms of uh, enjoyment and all that. Yeah, I think we can do that. We'll definitely talk about that at some point soon here. Um, but we'll go ahead and wrap up uh, for today. So thanks to you, you two uh, guys, as always. We, I appreciate you being part of this wonderful GGR thing that we're doing here, but also part of uh, At The Diner. Always good talking to you guys. Uh, a big thanks to all the listeners out there too. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Um, we wouldn't be as big as we are without you guys. So thank you so very much for all that you do. Uh, we'll be back next week um, talking about something geeky and nerdy like we always do here at the diner. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, be safe. Uh, enjoy the lovely fall weather. Hopefully that you're getting here on the East Coast. We get some, some pretty nice weather right now. Uh, but remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>